Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soccer Pros, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Um, I have a rapid fire. Do you guys have rapid fires? Yes. I have a rapid fire. And we also have a guest today. Yeah, we do. Again. Again. I'm so excited. Who, we want to start with rapid fires? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Beth, you go first. Okay. So there's a lot of rumors swirling around slash it's pretty much well known that FC Cincinnati is going to sign a new player. Um, to tease that the a club was signing a new uh, player, they posted three pictures. One was a picture of meat. One was a picture of a landscape. And one was a picture of a stadium. So if you were going to be FC Cincinnati's new player and they were going to post three pictures of you, one picture of meat, one of a stadium and one of a landscape. What would those pictures be? Oh my God. Can, <laughs> can I say what yours would be and you can say what mine would be? I don't, I'm so blindsided by this question. <laughs> I feel like I might need some time to prepare, but you can definitely say what okay. mine would be. Abby's would be lipstick. That's true. Um, probably something Gryffindor. That's fair. And a churro. That would, Yeah. I think that would work out pretty well for me. I think that's a good representation. Beth, what would yours be? I'm going to think on Trisha's. Ooh, let's see. Um, Maybe some cheese. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much any kind of cheese would be fine. Um, A blanket. Oh, fair. Like a good blanket. And um, (laughs) let's see. Um, some hand sanitizer. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> very handy these days. Right? Represents my persona. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a plant, maybe a plant. <laughs> I love it. I think yours would be a gray cat. Yeah. The F word. Okay. And a potato. Potato, yes. Because I was sitting here and I was like, mm, potato and coke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Those are good. Um, but yeah, FCC, that was an interesting uh, marketing choice. It was. And What's your was? Do you want me to go? I don't know that I would know what mine is. No, I'm your rapid fire. Oh, my rapid fire? Okay. I was going to say, I might have to <laughs> tweet what I feel about what my three pictures would be. Okay. If you could tell your soccer crush one thing, just one thing that is not your phone number. Maybe it is your phone number. I don't know. What would it be? And who would you, who, which soccer crush would you tell? I feel like you'll know who mine is directed towards by what I'm going to say. Okay. And it's, would it would be hire a stylist. That's Benjamin Chilwell. Oh yeah. That's for Mr. Chilwell. Hire a stylist. You have the means. You have the means. He, what if he has a stylist and that's Fire your stylist. <laughs> Um, I mean, probably I would tell Mo, like, you need to toughen up so you can be on my zombie team. (laughs) (laughs) You need to learn some survivor skills. You need to learn to use, like, a four-in-one body shampoo conditioner. (laughs) Or just go soapless for, you know, like a week. We're just trying to survive. I think I would tell Mason Mount to support women's soccer more. I think all these these players have such a huge platform and Chelsea's women's team is doing so much better 
And I never see like the men's players or the men's club like any of the women's stuff like on Instagram. But I see the women like liking the Chelsea men's stuff all the time. I'm like, come on, dudes, do better. Support these ladies. So that's what I would tell him. Those are pretty good. I like it. Yeah. What's your rapid fire? Mine was going to be what has been your favorite Super Bowl halftime performance and why was it Beyonce? Oh, I was going to say, does anybody have an answer other than Beyonce? I do have one other answer. It's acceptable. I have one male answer that is not Beyonce and it's Prince. Oh, yes. That was also very good. He can do no wrong. And then he played Purple Rain in the freaking rain. And it was amazing. That was a very good one. I, I mean, Beyonce, with that moment when Destiny's Child came out, I mean, I lost my mind. That was amazing. And alternatively, who is one group or person you'd love to see perform at halftime? I had this year's halftime show all planned out. I had a great idea. I The Super Bowl committee didn't <laughs> ask me. Otherwise, I would have shared it. But it was for Taylor Swift with special guest appearance by her ex-boyfriends who were also musicians. Uh, you know what? I would enjoy that. Wouldn't that be so good? That would be fantastic. Be and so good. <laughs> I would like to just bring back Shakira. Ooh, Shakira was very good. Just bring back just Shakira. Shakira. Just Shakira. Shakira. In fact, don't even play the football. Just, just let's just, watch <laughs> let's just have a Shakira show. Who would you bring? Sounds great. Uh, One Direction. Oh, that's duh. Yeah, that would be fun because then they'd have to get back together. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Could each one have like, like a parent a- trap, a Super Bowl parent trap? All <laughs> <laughs> of them except for two of them. <laughs> a Super Bowl parent trap. I'm down. That might be the title of the episode. I like it. Let's put it in our little notebook. I have to write them down as we go because sometimes I forget. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we got some league updates. I know we kind of already talked about them off the pod. Soccer we did. But, we did. Uh, we were just chatting. Beth, how did your team do this weekend? Your club, my. Why do you? You? I feel like you've just been picking on me a lot lately. I haven't. I was just like, oh hey, let's see how Beth's club did, and then we can talk about how ours did. Oh yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, well, I think that Matt Emholt was correct in saying that you have cursed Liverpool by saying that you wanted to relegate them. It's all your fault because they that's just had my impact. Just don't. Doing good. We need a defense. Liverpool needs a defense big time. We need FCC. FCC also needs an offense. Yes. Mm -hmm. Take solace in the fact that if Liverpool played FC Cincinnati, they would win. Yes, they would. That's true. I'm sure that if a high school team played FC Cincinnati, they could possibly also win. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. If Rose Lavelle played against FC Cincinnati, she would win. Yep. (laughs) That's fair. Um, so Chelsea won. Yeah, that happened. That's all we want. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I want you to know that I started talking trash about Tottenham last week, like oh, I hate as I woke up and it was yeah. very like light trash talk all day. It was not light trash talk all day. <laughs> it started out light. Yes, it, it progressively got, got worse. Yes, it was then like, medium medium heavy to heavy yes well as you do I it got worse after we won because I needed to make sure we won first but so that happens and then we beat Sheffield United and there have been penalty kicks 
There have been players that I don't know very well playing. Thermos um, Tinkle is doing a decent job. It's doing something. So maybe you fire your coach and your team gets better. I don't, I'm not familiar with this concept. We are not. No, it doesn't always work out, but it seems like it might be for Chelsea. Well, we're not the worst. And anything can change week to week. I mean, we saw how good a lot of clubs were doing in the beginning of the season, and now they are not doing as well. Clubs that weren't well are doing really well, which is disturbing. But not Fulham. Anything can change. That's fair. It's true. We could break Liverpool's curse. Maybe I have the power to do that, but we're not going to find out because I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Sorry, Beth. Yeah, you should be. (laughs) Does better the rest of the season, but not too good, but a little bit better. Uh, Leeds United is still doing really well. Yeah, they won today. They beat Crystal Palace. Yeah, it was two to nothing when we started recording, I believe. Yeah, Patrick Bamford, man, guys, he's he's right up there with the golden boot running. Um, He's pretty cute. That was a good good crush of the week, Beth. Thank you. Um, yeah. Let's see what else MLS we have. They're gonna play, I suppose. Yeah, they're gonna play. Yeah, you're gonna play. Um, I haven't been paying attention. I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of boring and dry. Sorry, MLS reached uh, reached an agreement with the players' union. Good. Yes. I hope everyone. Believe they gave them everything they wanted. I hope so. Hope so too. Um, I've been listening to um, Megan Rapinoe's book, One Life. Don't you love it? It's it's really good. And she's on, like, the part I'm on now is, like, the beginning of her kind of talking about their, like, equal pay movement. Mm -hmm. It's just so eye-opening. Just Like, I I think after I read her book, it gave me kind of a broader sense of what it was about. Like, yeah, I've always been like, yeah, pay them more mm-hmm. and then the same at least but to see like how the people have treated the players like the people around them have treated them after they've come out for just pay equality has been really sorry shitty um and it's just so mind-blowing that we can't even facilitate that conversation because there are people saying no she talks about I don't know if this is still the case but she talked about when I was listening today, there was a point in time where the men's players got $5,000 for losing an international friendly and women got 1300 for winning and nothing mm-hmm. if it was a draw or a loss. Yeah, I remember when they had a segment on the Daily Show with Gross. Hassan Minhaj about it and it made me laugh because it's Hassan Minhaj and I love him. Not yet. We should post that on, we should find that and post that on our Twitter for both. Um, I would want to watch it if it was posted on our Twitter. We have everyone should watch it. I think that everyone should be following our Twitter. And if you're not, why aren't you? And how would you be seeing this if you're not? Just, I, I mean, I don't know, but follow us. <laughs> um, but speaking of women's soccer, we have She Believes Cup coming up, which is yeah. exciting. Um, we're still in a pandemic, so that still worries me. I hope that they are keeping everyone safe, but I think our first match is against Canada. I think it's U.S. and Canada. 
and sorry, I'm looking at it right now. Um, Brazil and Argentina. And then it starts on the 18th. I still have no idea where to watch it, but I do know that Kristen Press is playing again. So that's my news. Okay. She believes cup news. Thank you for this update. You're welcome. I'll keep you guys posted. I would be lost without you, Gina. Well, thank you. That is not sarcasm. I really would be. Oh, and Alex Morgan. There you go. Everything you need to know about women. <laughs> well, she would you know if she believed Cups is gonna be Cup is gonna be on CBS All Access again? You know, I feel like I, it was last year. Maybe that was their tournament, like their I return no tournament. Idea. Again, wouldn't it be great if we just had soccer stream to watch soccer channel for soccer all the time? Absolutely. (sighs) I wouldn't pay for anything else. I mean, I'd pay for Netflix and Hulu, but I wouldn't pay for anything else. Outside of the 100 other streaming services that you have to pay for to watch. There's always a new one. It's insane. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. You know what else there's more of? Tactics. Oh yeah, we gotta talk a few tactics. Let's I don't know about my tactics notebook. I don't know if the kids are ready for it. I think <laughs> we should take this offline. Probably. Right. They can't handle it. We'll be back. We'll be back. Hey everybody, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that tactic talk. It so was tactical. so thrilling. Um it's two weeks in a row and we have a new guest. And I'm so excited. You do. Um, It's the story you've all been waiting for. Maybe I've been waiting for the longest. Um, All of us here, that's for sure. Yeah, right? Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Um, It's so exciting to get off of Twitter and to get into real life with you. Um, I feel like I've learned so much from you just the past year on Twitter. Just you have biased my football content. You can't see me, but I'm doing the little like face because this is so cute. (laughs) Um, thank you, thank you. That really does mean a lot. Um, you know, it's it's I try, and it's really great to make these connections. And you guys are the best, and I love y'all. And this is a true honor to be here. Well, we are so glad to have you here, and for you to tell us your soccer love story. It's Valentine's Day. And lay it on us. Like, how did you fall in love? Thank you so much for this intro. You guys are the best. So I love this. First of all, I love this podcast for many, many reasons. Um, But it's this story particularly fits because, and I'll obviously like talk about how much I love you the whole time. So just deal with it. Um, It's fine. (laughs) It's, um, it's a story that's really cute. And I like, you know, when you're with someone for a long time, my partner and I have been together for almost seven years. Actually, our anniversary is like in no two weeks. Um, and, you know, you kind of like lose sight of those kind of cute moments. And you're like, now we live together. Now we're talking like next steps and, you know, like maybe engagement and whatever. And so when this w- was solidified as a thing that was happening. Like, okay, I'm coming on the soccer crush. Like I'm going to tell my love story. I like just started to like reminisce and look at pictures and stuff. And it was, you know, it's really, really sweet. So it is a true football 
love story. Um, we met because of football and we we stayed together because of football too, I think. <laughs> we'll tell some travel stories as well. Um, so originally we have been together for almost seven years, but we've known each other for maybe like nine years. We are both Red Bulls fans. Um, he's originally from the Bronx. I in the States and from North Jersey. And so we would like meet and, you know, and hang out at the bar before Red Bulls games. Um, but at that time, I was in Boston doing my PhD and he was in the Bronx. And so it was kind of like a thing we would like flirt online and like, you know, whatever. But like for years, nothing really happened. Um, and then at and then like there were times where like I had a like I was dating other people and, you know, he was dating other people. And then there was a time and this is relevant. So I'm going to tell this story too. I have a back injury. It's like a chronic condition. And sometimes I'm great. And sometimes I cannot move. It's like herniated discs and bulging discs and all this sort of stuff that is like really annoying. So I was having a really bad episode. This was, and I remember it like it was yesterday because everything's so like, we like not normal about it that you're like, you just remember all the details really bad episode. So I was home from Boston. I could only be laying down on the ground. It's the only way that it would not hurt me, my back pain. So I had like, you know, my legs up. I was like literally on the ground, could not move. And I was really sad to be missing. Our supporters group at the time that we were both in was the Viking army. Um, and yeah, that's, yeah. And like, since, you know, stuff has gotten a little, uh, so it's like kind of shouts to them, kind of like, <laughs> you know, um, but at that point we were both in the supporters group and there was a Christmas party. I am the biggest social butterfly. If you cannot tell, I love a party, a gathering. I love to host. I love to host dinner parties. Like when we're not in a pandemic, like I am like, I, it, you know, people need alone time. I never need alone time. I'm like, oh my gosh, we should. A thousand percent. I will plan. I will drive anywhere. I will host whatever we need. I'll do it. Um, and like everything has to be football themed. I love themes too. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> no, I love it. She love a theme. I love a theme. I love a theme, a costume. Like, oh my gosh. Um, so the Christmas party was happening and I was laid up. I literally could not move. Of course, I wasn't going to be able to go. I was crushed. So this was around the time that NYCFC came into the league and lots of Red Bull folks defected. I know thumbs down to all of it and left the Red Bulls. Now I was a Red Bulls fan since literally day one of the Metro stars. Like I was at the first Metro stars game ever. So when they sold out to Red Bull, I was actually mad, but because I'm such a big football fan since birth, I could not stay away from live football. And I eventually went back. So it's such a win. It really does. You can it, have uh, two wooden spoons in a row and have <laughs> in the MLS and still and like still, tickets again. You yeah. get sucked in because yeah. it is it's such it's like a true passion. It's like it's the one thing I'm addicted to. I'm like, if people are like, OK, can you do again before, you know, the pandemic? It was like, let's do brunch. And I had to look at the schedule to see what games were on. Always. <laughs> morning because it depends you know I love a good brunch but like football is football so um so the Christmas party I was having I was missing it I was crushed he is the type of person that is literally loved by all he's everyone's friend and at that point again people were defecting to NYCFC 
So he went to the Christmas party and the Christmas party had drama and physical fist fights at it. I know. I know. I, so I not only missed a party, but I missed fisticuffs. Um, (laughs) No, I know that would have, now I'm going to be like, when he gets home, I'm going to be like, why did you record it? Um, (laughs) So I knew that he was going to have the most objective, like, story because everyone's his friend like he was not going to be biased like he was going to tell me the truth of what happened it turned out someone showed up to the red bulls supporters group christmas party in an nycfc kit to literally just rile people up yeah like they literally did it just to you know just to be that guy so that was it was uh december it was no it was january 4th 2000 my math 2014 that I texted him I was like and we had like kind of been flirting on Facebook and I was like tell me everything and since that day I swear to God I can like literally swear on anything there has not been one day where we haven't talked like (laughs) I know this double dose of like soccer love story like I love it real love (laughs) it was some I swear, and I don't say this to be cheesy because, like, I understand, like, people just, like, say anything. I would, like, this found me when I was literally, I was unable to move, okay? I found my my best friend jokes around all the time. She's like, you got a boyfriend while you were literally unable to move. Like, don't talk to me. And I'm like, it was an accident. I have to say that is not fair. (laughs) It was like, it was so just organic and natural. And up to that, I was literally not even dating because I had gone through like this, like awful, like, you know, like guy being like a real douche. And so I was like, oh, like I'm yeah. done. Yeah. And I was trying to take care of my back. And so, but then like this thing just fell into my lap and I was like, what the heck? And it was tough because we were long distance. I was in Boston. He was in the Bronx. I have this back issue now that to deal with at that point it was new. And so it was tough, but we were like, okay, so the neck, the, um, my birthday is on February 25th. It's coming up. Um, yeah, I know. And so he came to Boston and we like spent the whole weekend together. And like, it was just easy. You know, when something's just like easy, there's no, like, I never once felt like I have to impress this person or like, it was like, it was literally just easy. Like it literally is the cheesiest <laughs> like story and he came to Boston like one or two weekends we still talked throughout the whole thing Valentine's Day came um we you know we hung out on Valentine's Day and then by like February 21st that same year we were like in a relationship he I was like I will not I was so because he's younger than me I'm a cougar if I may uh, <laughs> we love it it's very Shakira of you oh my god <laughs> it's so perfect um so I was like, I'm not playing games. <laughs> I was like, I will not do this talking thing unless we're in a relationship. Like I, I laid down the law like from the beginning because I was like, I can't do this game shit anymore. And he literally like l- rose up to the challenge. He was like, all right, like literally asked me to be his girlfriend. And then so we've got like a, a triple threat in February. We've got Valentine's Day and our anniversary a week apart. And then my birthday four days later. <laughs> so mm, I'm like, it's a great month for you. For me, yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's how that's how we started, and that's how we're still together, and uh, both obsessed with football, like 
unhealthy. So it really works. Because if it was just one of us that was this obsessed, we would not have stayed together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Trisha and I are living together for, this is our fourth year. year. Oh my gosh. And I swear, like, this is the longest relationship I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Like half of the things we talk about are like, did you scoop the cat poop? And who scored what goal where yeah or where is this game streaming yeah I love that I love that (laughs) it is an act of like I mean this country obviously and especially I mean I moved here when I was a kid it was the 90s um it was like unheard of for people to be fans of this sport. That is, it really is the world sport, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, it's the most popular sport in the world. And yet here, like no one cared for such a long time. And now we're starting to see some more popularity. But so it's even extra rare to have this connection in, in a world where it's like the sport that no one really, it's just you know. I mean, I had never watched a match until we lived together. So I have been watching since like, middle of the year 2018 I didn't give her a choice (laughs) (laughs) you can't you gotta just bring them in our soccer love story is that we just started a podcast with Beth and like Beth we didn't know you super well and no not at all every day yeah (laughs) yeah we do talk pretty much every day that's so sweet (laughs) bring in everybody together I love your love story it really is it's one of those things I definitely take for granted um and I'm like you know for all of my like anti-capitalism and all that stuff I definitely love like a good Hallmark movie or like a good like you know <laughs> cheesy like I love those they're my favorite it's so good the Netflix what Netflix ones like the made for Netflix love yes stories. They're so good. So I'm dumb such a, and so good. I'm such a sucker for it. And then I'm like, I watch them and I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. Why not me? And then I'm like, okay, and you take for granted, right? And then when I tell the story, people are like, oh my gosh. And, and another anecdote I have is that we took like our dream trip. It was almost like we knew this pandemic was coming in 2019, um, where we went, okay, get ready. Um, Am I going to hit you for this? Yes. You might. You might. Now, I know that our fandoms don't match up. I'm a Manchester United fan. He's an Arsenal fan. Imagine that, right? Um, I know. Everybody has a flaw. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we planned a trip. We went to London. This was in March, I think, of 2019. We went to do a stadium tour of Arsenal because there was no home game. But we saw Arsenal Tottenham at Wembley. He's oh an God. Arsenal fan and we had to like hide it. I know, imagine. It was like insane. We did that in the same day we saw um Newcastle at West Ham. Same day we had not slept. That was the day we landed. Okay. So we literally land on no sleep, go see Arsenal Tottenham, go across London in like the craziest foot traffic. Cause like the amount of people that were at that Tottenham game was I've never seen anything like it. And then we were like falling asleep at, at, at London Stadium. Then the next day it was the Arsenal tour. And then we took a train to Paris and we went to a Champions League game that was PSG versus Manchester United, where Manchester United was down and they turned it around in that leg that I was there for in PSG, also incognito because those fans are crazy. And like, I literally begged the soccer gods. I don't, I'm not a religious person, but like the closest thing I have to religion is football. 
And I literally sat in those stands and I prayed for that turnaround. And I swear the soccer God said, all right, I'll give you this, but then you're not going to win for a long time. Cause it was like the last time Manchester United won for like a year. Um, and, but we got to like live that and like see those ultras in Paris at PSG. Like I can't. And people are like, you guys are insane to do that trip in like a week. I was like, if that's another thing, it's like, imagine again, a couple where it was like one of the people were really that into it. The other person would have broken up with the other one on that trip because it was just insanity. Maybe beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> or if you do it during, then you can find a new soccer partner. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> she, told. She, she demanded, she she demanded to come up. She was like, May I please? You guys so match cute. with your pain. What's her name? Her name is Luna. <laughs> and she's a really good girl. Good girl. Oh my gosh. You know what's amazing? I do Zoom obviously for teaching. And she never does this. She when I'm teaching, I don't know how she learned, but she like knows, like, okay, mommy is in teach mode does not come near me whenever she feels like it's something fun I guess she's like I must join <laughs> she's like, let me go check some bitches out <laughs> we don't have a cat to show you um are you ready for some rapid fire questions yes I was born for this yeah you will yeah you were, we're, this were. Fun. we're gonna start you off light and breezy okay. <laughs> let me take a breath me <laughs> okay what, what am I? You're number three. Okay. <laughs> what, what is one thing you would change about the soccer culture in your community? And what is one thing you hope never changes about your soccer community? Um, oh man, that's a really good one. Rapid fire. I don't know if I could answer this. Uh, rapid fire. <laughs> uh, one thing I would change immediately is gate. And again, my community is, is peculiar because I'm not really a U.S. football like Stan. I'm more like, you know, global teams, teams in Uruguay, South American teams, things like that. World Cup stuff. Um, one thing I would change immediately is like gatekeeping and misogyny and racism. Like yeah, we, we could end it there and that's be an episode. That's right. Yeah. Like that's it. That's it. It's global. It is a global phenomenon. We see it everywhere and like it needs to stop. Um, people can like different things within a sport or within a community and like, it can be okay. Right. Like we don't have to act like, you know, we gatekeep or whatever. Um, I obviously, as you all well know, like being a woman who has any sort of voice on football, Twitter, or in the football world deal with like an amount of misogyny that's insane. And I, have learned to like pull my credentials out to be like, no, like I'm an expert in this. You can trust that like I've done the research and I hate to do that, but it's like, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop them anyway, but it's like, you know, they'll be like, oh, you like football name every, you know, like name every player. And it's like played of all time ever for every team. And like, it's so annoying. I can't stand it. That gatekeeping in that regard. And then like, just in any, you know, like, in any community, like stop with the, any, any sort of injustice, right? Whether it's misogyny, whether it's racism, like we're not doing enough, I think, to like combat that. That's one thing that, and it's a big one. <laughs> yeah, big one. That was our episode last week was, racism. hey, guess what? <laughs> it's still, still racist. Here. We're still, we're still battling it. 
Um, and obviously like, you know, there's, I have my reasons for why I think that is. And it's because we're not attacking it at the source. We're attacking it superficially. And like, you know, the representation kind of like, oh, yay. Like they gave us this little crumb of, you know, of social justice. And it's like, no, we need to be abolishing the systems. Right. Like, I mean, we talk about this all the time and we're not doing it. Um, what would I not change? Um, the camaraderie of like going somewhere, wearing a kit, especially in this country where it's not the most popular sport. Um, and like just finding people that you can like, you know, drink with like at a bar, at a pub again in non-pandemic days or like just bonding over that, like, you know, that kit or just like, oh my gosh, I'm this, you know, or like, I like this team or whatever. Like, I love that, mo that initial moment when you run into someone physically like literally, like how long has it been? We're all like aching for like that physical yeah. connection. Mm -hmm. um, and just like go like, hey, you know, and like have that moment of like camaraderie that brings us together um, for our shared passion. Yeah, I agree. All right, what is your go-to entertainment when you need to escape? It's football. Um, <laughs> in the rare instance that football's not on, I do have some guilty pleasures. I've been known to watch every season of 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> every season, every spinoff. Um, it's almost like reality TV is like my vice. I also watch The Real Housewives. Of course, when I watch, yes. Okay, which one's your favorite? Okay, I have to preface this by saying, I only watch three franchises, <laughs> okay? okay. I start, I am also a completionist. That means if I start a show or something, I must finish it. And like, I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy and Grey's Anatomy got so bad. And I'm still watching it because I'm like, when's it gonna end? SVU as well. Like, I'm a completionist. I am a, people say they're commitment phobes. I'm a commitment file, okay? So <laughs> with that being said, when the New Jersey Housewives, because I, I'm from Jersey. I was like, all right, I have to watch the housewives, but the ones that started it all were the OC. So I like sped watched the OC, not my favorite. Um, and, and I watched New Jersey and I watched New York because of proximity as well. Mm -hmm. And those are the only three I watch. So my selections limited, but it's, it's a toss up between New York and New Jersey. Cause I really like Bethany Frankel. I love her. She's like a queen. I love her. And then like the mess in Jersey is just so good. Plus I have like all sorts of connections with them because they're like right from near where I lived. So I would like run into them at the gym and stuff. And I'd be like, oh, that's just Teresa, you know, um, <laughs> like Potomac that everyone says to watch it. I'm going to, I think I'm going to do like a, a watch. I'm also being told that I have to watch Salt Lake. Um, so it's behind on that. I'm very behind on all of this season, but I really think you would like Potomac. So I'm going to, I'm going to put that on my list. So those are my guilty pleasures, reality TV. I already mentioned Hallmark movies. Um, and so like the, I've been really into, this is so bad. LMN, like the Lifetime Movie Network has all of these movies that end in like murder. It's like women who like murder. It's so, and it's so cheesy. It's like the Hallmark movie version of like murder mysteries. I am I obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> it's like so mindless. 
Um, and I like, I watch them all. I record them sometimes if I like can't watch the end. I'm like, I need to see the satisfying end where the murder happens. Um, my and- grandmother used to watch Lifetime oh movies God. all the time oh, and it was not at her house. Sometimes they I show the old ones. They show the old ones sometimes and they're the best. They're like, and it's been going on for so long. I'm like, how did I just discover this? Um, And I've also been really into playing Animal Crossing (laughs) on my Nintendo Switch Lite. I have looked for a Nintendo Switch for the past year. And I got one for Christmas from my bae last minute, like totally surprised because I had said a week before that, that I really wanted one. And I was like going through some stuff and he just like got it for me for Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's very sweet. Yeah, he's just too young. Um, what, <laughs> is your, what is your favorite stadium food? Ooh, I have lots of thoughts on this. Um, I have a very- Are there not churros at stadiums? Because that's mine. (laughs) I could always have those. Um, But I am a little bit of a snob. And so like, I've had like the best churros like in Madrid, like dipped in chocolate. And I'm like, now every churro has got to live up to it. And so I'm always disappointed. I get churros everywhere, but I'm like, I'm always disappointed. Um, I have lots of feelings to the point where a top secret project is like has to do with football and food and football food. Um, um, we need to talk about that off air because those yeah. are two of my favorite things. <laughs> Same. I'm such a foodie. Oh, I love food. I love talking about food. I love cooking. I love eating. I mean, it's just, it's so good. Um, so I think that my favorite stadium food experiences have not been in the U.S. So like U.S. stadium food, I feel like what U.S. stadia tried to do is emulate other U.S. sports. Mm-hmm. And so they've got all this high price stuff that's like a little bit like, you know, maybe even like appropriation or it's like not great quality. But if you go to stadia in different places, like definitely in Latin America and some places in Europe, like the food is good. It doesn't happen to be in the stadium always, but like around the stadium, you can get some really good quality stuff. Um, So I love like going to like smaller stadiums in like Spain and Italy, like in like um, in South America and like just having like a really good, like in Uruguay, it's asado, which is like just grilled meats. And you do that around the stadium, not in. And so, but I love that atmosphere of like, everyone's going to the game, you get together some Somewhere, or like you go to one of the places, you know, around and you just have something really authentic and delicious. And so my best stadium experience is that is like that, like asado or like any, anything like around the stadia, like in, in, in England, it could be like pies or like even like, you know, like different, you know, chip shops or whatever, but like they're real, they're really good at what they do. They do one thing and then they do it well. Right. Um, so I really like stadia that don't have that like, you know, high, like, oh, here's this whole food court and whatever. Cause like, that's not the, to me, that's not the spirit of football. That's the spirit of us sports. And so I like like little hole in the wall places where you can get something like really authentic and delicious. I love it. No, I'm hungry. I know, I know me too. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. <laughs> what player do you think is overrated? Oh, there's one player. We don't say his name on this podcast. Okay, good. Thank you. I know who it is. And I agree. I do not. um, I don't uh, mess with that player at all. Uh, um, 
I might, this might be the end of our friendship. That's okay. okay. <laughs> I think, no, God, no. He's the greatest player in the world, hands down. No questions asked. No one can question it. It is. <laughs> I that is this for a minute. I was like, that's going to be like the only thing where I'm like, mm, no, 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 no. He's, he's, he's a God. Um, it's Pulisic. <laughs> Did you see his bad GQ pictures? Yes, they're so hair. bad. Did you see that Mike Pence hairline? It's hairline? so bad. Here's oh. the thing. Um, I don't get it. Like, okay, I get that people are very proud to be United Station. Um, but like the hype is just so unrealistic. It's like, yeah, it, it reminds me. But if you're going to be a Chelsea fan, why would you be paying attention to Christian Pulisic when you can be paying attention to Mason Mount? Hello. Hello. A hundred percent. I think it gets into like U.S. imperialism levels of like now this United Station's doing okay in Premier League, right? And everyone's like, oh, we're going to smash the league and like the U.S. is taking over. And it's like, chill. It's like, chill. So I think he's fine. I think he's way overrated by United Stations. And a lot of it's the media. I also think that he's definitely like MAGA or MAGA adjacent. Um, I've got some like very, you know, like um, questionable evidence. <laughs> but like no, but adjacent. I mean, listen, where he's from, okay, um, he ha- he loves guns. He's got, like, the eagle tattoo that's, like, borderline again. Like, we're getting into that nationalism territory. And he did not say a word about Black Lives Matter the entire time. Now, he's a United Station representing the United States in another country, and he never commented. Like, that's suspicious. And so I'm just – that I will never celebrate him. <laughs> There's another part to this question. Okay. Who do you think is underrated? Underrated. I will say very biasedly um, that it's any Uruguayan because Uruguayans are underrated worldwide because Uruguay is a tiny country um, and everyone's like, "Eh," and everyone doesn't do research. Like Uruguay hosted and won the first World Cup ever in 1930. Like we've got stars. We've got like, so I'm going to go Lucas Torreira with this one. Because Torreira was so good, and then he was ruined by Arsenal. Now he's thriving so at Atleti. Another reason to hate Arsenal. Just Arsenal. Right? Like, hello. Um, and so I'm going to go Lucas Torreira, but he's going to represent lots of Uruguayans that are underrated by United Stations because we're a tiny country, but we're very good at football. All right. Who is a player that used to be at your club that you would bring back? Oh man, this is tough because I have so many clubs. Um, Club you support. (laughs) Superficially right now, I want to say Jesse Lingard back to United because I love him so much. And like literally no one takes me seriously. Like, because everyone's like, Lingard, what? I love him. I have such a crush on him. Like he's a breath of fresh air back when he was doing all the crazy social media stuff. So right now, superficially, I can think of Lingard. Um, a, a more real answer. It's tough because a lot of them just moved on due to age, but like the Pujol era of Barcelona, like I would have given anything for Pujol to not retire. Um, Henri at the Red Bulls, <laughs> who again also aged out and like retired. But um, yeah, those are the ones. I can't think of anyone who's actively somewhere 
where I would want them back. Luna has thoughts as well. Ma'am. She is trying to tell you that she is in her core. That she's uh, got like thoughts about this. Yes. Huge Pulisic fan, that Luna. Oh my God. No. <laughs> You're gonna break not ruin my dog for me. I would never. Homer <laughs> now. We already well, fight over whether she's Arsenal or United. We like put our little like scarves on her. She's United. We just decided. Obviously, that. obviously. <laughs> um, what are some of your favorite soccer Twitter accounts and podcasts? Um, I let's see, soccer Twitter accounts. Um. I, I've kind of fallen off of football Twitter a bunch. You guys, a thousand percent. Um, <laughs> You're one of our favorites. Literally, like, uh, like all joking aside, I like have to say this now. You guys are a love story for me too um, because we've talked about this before, but I have to say it. Um, it's refreshing to see, like, first of all, women having a voice, um, women reclaiming um, these, you know, like whether it's symbols or whether it's the marketing or whether it's the, you know, just like talking about crushes or whatever, like you're reclaiming something that has consistently been used in a misogynist system against women who like sports, right? Like we're supposed to be all, you know, serious and black and white logos and every, and if you don't talk tactics, it's this and having crushes is childish and like, you know, whatever. And I fell in love with your marketing. The, the, like the second I I saw it I was like they literally found my notebooks from middle school and <laughs> photocopied them so <laughs> yes we told the guy who designed our logo we were like we want it to look like it belongs to a girl in middle school except for that she's in love with soccer yes and that's what <laughs> and it's perfect they nailed it they nailed it thank um, you Richard it's <laughs> shouts to shouts to Richard. Um, it's so good. And again, it, it's like refreshing. It's like, okay, everything that women do gets criticized in society, right? Already. But then when you add the football component, the sports component in general, it's like there's a level of gatekeeping that you just don't see with anything else, right? In terms of like, even when you go, uh, um, and it, even if, if men are marginalized in other ways or if they've got intersectional identities in other ways, they're still more respected than women, right? And so like that reclaiming, that's kind of what I was doing too with my stuff is like, no, we can like things that are pretty and glittery and the heart, by the way, I literally modeled my marketing kits after you guys like putting confetti, like little heart confetti <laughs> in yours and like the business cards. I was, obs I kept all of the confetti, like I kept it all. Um, it's so cute. And it's like such a, like a nice touch. And it's like, no, we're here and you're going to like it. And if you don't like it, there's a million other podcasts to listen to. Um, so it was like an instant connection that I was like starstruck. Like I was like, oh my God, who is behind this? Cause it's so brilliant. And yeah, we don't have enough, um, enough of that, like just unapologetic, not trying to fit in, not trying to sell out, like this is who we are. This is what we are. Like, accept it. Um, so I really love that. There's I'm like, up a I'm like, bit. I, really oh, I feel seen. <laughs> I do. I, I feel like you just 
took every early meeting, every early soccer crush meeting we had. And that is exactly what we wanted. You took our notebook this time. Yeah. You, you took our <laughs> notebook. We look, the people listening can't see us, but we all have heart eyes right now. All <laughs> our eyes are heart <laughs> No, it's really great. I like, I like want all the best things for you guys always because this is so needed. And you can tell because people, you know, when someone does something and this happened a little bit when I like post some of my content, like people are hungry for this type of thing. Like people want the different, the like, you know, like the highlighting of women, the highlighting of like marginalized people, like and just telling stories from a different perspective. It's like, okay, anyone can do a tactical podcast. No offense to anyone that does it, but it's like any, you know, it's like you can get that from Google. Like, I don't want to talk about who won and what plays and whatever. Like, I want those human, like from the humanity side stories and like views. Um, so it's uh it's really refreshing. You guys are the best. I feel like everything you just said made everything that we've ever done just so worthwhile. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, not so much. Yeah. Um, what's your Harry Potter house? <laughs> My Harry Potter house is, well, I am, um, I have a funny Harry Potter story too. I know I took the quiz when I was like younger, but I don't, I never followed it. I just literally was like, I am a star and I am in Gryffindor. Like if I'm not in Gryffindor, I will not do this. Like I'm like, that's my, like, my personality type, but no, it's more like, um, you know, it's like the house that Harry's in or whatever. Like it's the one that I would want to be in, but I am not, I do have a picture at platform nine and three quarters though at King's Cross station. Um, and I, and I wore the, uh, the Gryffindor scarf. I am like Harry Potter's a little tainted now because JK Rowling's a turf. And so I'm a little bit like, Oh, like now we have to like, bleh, whatever, but we refuse um, to acknowledge her, but because of all the great stuff that I think the story has done and has been for people, you can't take that away from me. No, no, so, absolutely. Absolutely. My brother, my money, she will get no more of it, but <laughs> no, it is. It was like, my brother was like the exact age. I think he, he was like the exact age that the characters were as the books were coming out. And so he was really into it when he was little, I was older. I was like already too cool in high school. And he was like, read these books. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to read what my little brother says. And then I, he finally bothered me so much that I really did read it. And I, I did, I fell in love with it. Like just the storytelling, even from a literary perspective, perspective um it's brilliant like world building you know it's awesome of course it's got its like flaws and stuff but yeah I'm not gonna listen to the sorting hat I'm just gonna go to Gryffindor because that's what I deserve welcome to team Gryffindor (laughs) (laughs) all right what team would you relegate if you could from any league even leagues that don't have relegation what what team would you relegate I've got lots of answers immediately Real Madrid like that hands down yes. gets relegated for fascism. Um, I would I would relegate any fascist team like Lazio, um, any any team that has ties to 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 fascism in any way. Um, in the states, I would relegate NYCFC, and yeah. like we gotta. And I'm gonna like also relegate Orlando City. Um, that was a bad purple team. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Just like total waste of space. Um, and oh, yep, yep. 
I would probably relegate my rivals. Like I would relegate Nacional in Uruguay. I would relegate like River Plate in Argentina. Yeah, um, I don't know in England. I again, we're gonna like Liverpool. It, <laughs> it might be Liverpool, but it I might be Chelsea more. It might be Chelsea more. Oh, <laughs> we deserve all it. of you. All of you are relegated. We make this joke, and like with some of my friends, we're like, instead of being like, you know, the joke of like, oh, you're canceled, you know, we're like, you're relegated. Like, that's that's <laughs> the joke. It's like, anything you're relegated. <laughs> um, what is the last show that you binge watched? Um, okay. I'm really into, so there's two, I'm always like, you know, catching up on Nandi Fiance stuff, but lately I've been obsessed with these British shows. So I really like British TV and like movies. And I, I like do a little bit of analysis of this in, in papers and things that I write, like us media and like Hollywood and TV shows is the reason why we have so many like unhealthy body standards is like Hollywood and TV. And that's not in a superficial way. It's like literally when you watch this stuff, even stuff that's meant for teenagers, everyone looks perfect, right? Mm -hmm. There's no acne. Mm -hmm. There's no like crooked teeth. Everyone has to be perfect. If you go to media, even in other imperialist countries like England, okay, because like we can't pretend that England's not imperialist too. There's a different like it's almost like their TV and their movies and even in Latin America, like movies they do, but, and they don't do this to like look cool or woke or whatever. They just cast normal looking people a lot more often than they do in the United States. In addition to that, the game shows in England are way less capitalist than nature. And my proof is a show called Taskmaster, which if you have not seen it, like, look it up. A lot of the episodes are on YouTube. It's hilarious. It's like literally like celebrities go on and they have to do these tasks, but it, it's it, like no one even cares about winning. Like it's it has a different like there's no competitiveness to it. Like that capitalist like must win a million dollars or whatever. The prize is like a bronze head of the taskmaster. Like no one really cares. There's like no prizes. And it's so wholesome. So it's taskmaster. And then another one called Would I Lie to You? which is hilarious. So celebrities go on and they have to tell, they get like a card and prior to going on, they have to tell incredible stories to the crew, like to the people that, you know, that do the show and like things that have happened to them that may be incredible. And then they have to say a card and sometimes it's the truth or it's a lie, but sometimes it's so ridiculous that like, you don't know whether to believe it. So sometimes they just go off on these tangents, telling the stories. Again, there is no like capitalistic means to this game. No one, like sometimes they win by like, they're like, oh, you guys have one point. You guys have two points. And everyone's just like friends. And I love it. I, it's, I (laughs) I, crack up. Like, I love it. That's amazing. Would I lie to you? Just ask real quick. Do you watch the great British baking show? I have, and that's the next one I'm going to binge. I have not like completed it as much. Like I'm not like as into it, but it's the same idea. Like that everyone loves the great British bake off for this or whatever. Like it's called. They're so nice to each other. They're so nice. So nice to each other. And they're wholesome. And they're like just real, like regular people. Mm -hmm. And I love, that's a thing I love, especially too, about like Uruguay is like, there's no celebrity, like cult. There's no cult of celebrity. Like celebrities, just Mm -hmm. regular people that have to go get their like licenses renewed, like everyone else and wait three hours. And I feel a little bit like at least with like BBC, broadcasting because it's public funded Mm -hmm. there is that same kind of level of like they're just regular people they might take the tube 
into like work like everyone else. And I love that. There's not mm -hmm. that like they're up there and we're down here, you know? So I love it. Do you have a favorite stadium? Ooh, favorite stadium ever in the world. Let me see. Um, okay, in the United States, it's obviously Red Bull Arena and not because I'm a Red Bull fan. It's like a really good state. It's like a really good football stadium. Even mm -hmm. like you, sh oh my God, when the pandemic ends, we'll meet up. Um, even like neutrals say it's the best football stadium in the country. Um, and it's really good. Obviously, we don't fill it. That's the joke. Everyone's like, Bruh, attendance. Okay, great. Sure. Congrats. Um, you got us. From a team that has that can only boast a That's all we can do. Don't worry about it. Only brag. <laughs> That's a great I'm jealous. Terrible. Terrible I'm jealous. Um and I really, I do, I really like Old Trafford. Um, but stadiums too, also in Uruguay, like there's like a different magic to it. You're like, you know, like history. I mean, the stadium where the first world cup was made is Estadio Centenario in Montevideo in Uruguay. And like, I've done, I've been there a million times. Like I've done the whole tour and, and it's like, if you, you know, you have this idea of like this historical place and there's a museum under it. And there's like a school, literally a public school that runs out of this like stadium, like space um and the curriculum in uruguay is football related like it's the whole thing and so you think like oh glory it's not glorious it's falling apart it's like old it, it's uncomfortable but there is like a literal magic to walking in there and like being like this is literally where the first world cup was played like what um so for nostalgic reasons and for like that type of like glory reasons that would i guess be my overall favorite estadio centenario what is the best concert you have ever been to? Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Okay, it's in sync. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. I love it. I've never seen in sync, so don't be embarrassed by that because I would love to see in sync. Listen, it, it changed my life. It was so awesome. It was like my first concert I went to without my parents. I like went with friends and it was this whole thing it, at the Meadowlands. It was so good. And like, did you guys see that one of these like Gen Z's called it NS? And they like spelled it out. They were like talking about old school music. They're like, have you guys heard of NSNYC or whatever? And like they meant in sync. And I was like, put respect. I, cringe, cringe at the youths. I, oh my my students, my students are in college and they literally call the 90s the 1900s. Oh, I feel offended. It's not technically oh, wrong, It's not wrong, but also it's like, it's Are you they're like back in the 1900s or something and it's like the 1990s. I'm like I can't. They chose violence. <laughs> every day, every day they choose violence. <laughs> wow. Um what do you do to get through the soccer off season? She doesn't have one. You don't have I one. I don't have one. Brilliant <laughs> answer. I don't I really don't have one. You know, everyone else does. I don't There's some rare like times where it's like all right, you know, um seasons may end but then like stuff starts up again because in the southern cone the seasons are flipped and so and they've also got winter and summer tournaments so I I rarely have an off season in off on off weekends like let's say there's a weekend without football I cry first and then um <laughs> I do my chores yeah. <laughs> cry, cry while your chores yeah what are the national teams that you support Uruguay and Argentina. Um, 
with the U.S., it's like a love-hate thing. I like imperialism, but then also, yes, I live here. I have the citizenship, whatever. But always Uruguay and Argentina. Um, I was born in Argentina. I grew up in Uruguay. I have both citizenships there as well. And so I know the, the question I always ask is when they play each other, which one do you choose? Um, always. I get this question so much. And it's a win-win for me when they play each other. Um, but I do usually root for Uruguay because they're more underdogs. Like Argentinians are very, as an Argentinian, Argentinians are very, very self-centered and arrogant. And it's like, okay, Uruguay's tiny, but we're the winningest team in the history of the world. Like no country in the world has more international tournaments won than Uruguay, right? So it's like chill Argentina. Like I know you treat us like your little brother, but like, eh. So when they play each other, underdog Uruguay, but any other time I root for both. That's fair. I respect it. All right. What three players do you want on your zombie apocalypse survival squad? Oh my God, this is such a good question. Three players that will help protect you and save your life. Oh man. Watching your back. Oh my goodness. Okay. I, it's tough because based on skill and talent, um, it, I would choose Messi, but like Messi would not do much to protect me. Um, I'm going to go, oh God, this is so tough. Zombie. I'm going to go Cavani. Okay, that's a good one. He's big and he's like, you know, he's like very serious and like would definitely be protective. Um, I'm going to go Lukaku, who like, I know he would fall in love with me. I love him. That is my number one boo. And like, he would yeah. just want to protect me. And like those thighs. Oh my God. Uh- <laughs> I chose like that too. <laughs> that's I chose. Lukaku and, and Adama Traore also, also for thigh reasons. And he's a mush. Yep. I just said, and he is going to bust out of that kit. I <laughs> am waiting for it. I eat popcorn for every Wolves game. I'm like, this is the one. This is the one where he busts out. It never is, but one of these days. One like, I, I would pay to be the person that oils him up for games. Yes. I would pay. You wouldn't have to pay me, Wolves. I will do this, and I will pay you to let me do it. <laughs> Uh, will someone record that? <laughs> Can we take turns doing that? We yes, do- I will totally bring anyone who wants to be my assistant. <laughs> That's my dream job, five rubber. We need literally, he's got too much leg anyway, so we can yes. each take one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Um, now, the question that is the hardest for everyone to answer, who is your soccer crush? Oh my God. Well, I just had two of them. Um, I have so many soccer crushes. My number one has to be Adama. Like it has to. Um, again, I love Lukaku. I love Jesse Lingard. It's so weird, but it's like a real crush, even though he's like not my type um, because yeah, he's like tiny. <laughs> we definitely understand those. Um, whatever. They're Listen, they were born in the 19th century. It's fine. <laughs> If they were born in the 1900s, right <laughs> if they were born in the 1900s, it's totally fair. Yeah. If they were born in the 19th century, now we're talking vampire status. <laughs> you don't know what I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, are you one of those uh Twilight stands? No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. No judgment. No judgment either way. It's more like more than Um. Who else? Thierry Henry is like my number one overall crush from all life. He's literally, I cannot get enough of looking at that man with a beard. Oh my God, I love a beard. 
Like, yeah. Good God. That is amazing. I get the Giroux thing, but I'm not, I like, he it's doesn't okay. do it for me. I he's get it. Sexy. He's, he's so pretty. pretty. Yeah, he is. is. He's definitely pretty. Um, but I can't get, like, if you don't have a beard, get out of my life. <laughs> so like, Henri with beard all day without a beard, don't talk to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pujol is another one who I mentioned earlier who used to play for Barca. Like I I like the like really like serious and like mostly because Jesse Lingard's not really but like humble like just no, you know, scandals or like the arrogance. I can't stand arrogance in anyone, let alone like these football players. So I'm like the ones that are like more quiet, like that's my type. I mean, Henri was arrogant, so like there's that, but I will forgive him for the beard. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I, I a, a beard makes it a difference. Things. Um, I did forgive Christian Pulisic when he had a beard because I was like, oh, this makes you look respectable. <laughs> and then he immediately shaved it. So and like he he woke up and chose that. It he, just, he, he chose. He chose to go he that did, route. Like he did it, um, and that is unforgivable. It really is, among other things that I can't forgive. <laughs> Republican, that could possibly be. Ooh, a yeah. Wait, speaking of beards, I love Lacazette with a good, like, trimmed beard, too. Oh, my God. With his little, like, dance act. Mm. Love me some Lacazette. His everything. Amazing. Yeah. Love it. Um, Thank you so much. We're out of questions. You have answered <gasps> everything for us. You did it. You tackled <laughs> the rabbit fire. I was so nervous. I was like, oh, am I going to make it? I made it. You did an amazing job. Thank How you. How was your first soccer crush experience? I am obsessed and I want to be the fourth soccer crush, like, um, correspondent. Um, okay. It was so good. It's so, you guys are the best. You guys are awesome. Literally, like, zero nerves, which is very rare for me because I get very nervous going on stuff. Um, so I can't thank you enough. You guys are literally amazing. I loved it. And I hope to come back on. Of course. Yes. Oh, I, I think we all probably feel yeah. the same way. <laughs> you feel the same way? Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. next time I'll look, I won't look so ratchet. <laughs> um, you look gorgeous. Take it back. Uh, we are all Queens. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, and, um, speaking, and of. speaking of Queens, um your logo is the best thing I've ever seen in my life in fact like I opened it out of the mail and I was just like a real queen fixes another queen's crown like it just like I was like yes it filled me with so much happiness so please plug anything you want to right now you know you have our full support 100 percent but you guys are the best thank you so much that means so much um shouts to Elise who designed it with very little direction from me she just read me um I literally wanted all of that in and like it's so good it was such a, a I said after you know some stuff and whatever and like working with her I'm like I will never work with a man again like I will only work with women because she literally knew like every single thing. Like it was like quick. It was like awesome. And we're working on some, she did the website. Like, I mean, it's like shouts to her. Um, so thank you so much. Cause I love the logo. And again, same idea. Like we can like pretty, we can like sparkles and it doesn't make us any less intelligent and it doesn't make us any more immature or it doesn't make a feminine symbol like how misogynist to assume that like a feminist you know, that a feminine 
oh, feminist too, um, <laughs> symbology or, you know, or like logos are any less deserving of praise or of being called serious or professional. So I love it too. And I'm so happy you guys love it. Real Francamente, at Real Francamente uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, www.realfrancamente.com also is the website. Um, definitely follow if you want stickers, like I'll send you stickers and a little like a postcard and things like that. Um, and I've actually got lots of content dropping soon, really, really soon. And I can't wait um, to do the next workshop as well. And I'm really excited. It's been a project that has given me an outlet that I really needed. And I can't wait to take it to the next level. So thank you for giving me this chance to plug it. Thank you for being fans. Love y'all. And uh, I really want to continue to collaborate. Of course, that's what we're here for. Yeah. And I can't wait for all this content. I, like I've said a million times, yeah. I've learned so much from you. I know mm -hmm. you always give us something to talk about and to think about. Um, I think it makes us better soccer fans. It makes a, for a better community and we appreciate you and what you're doing. Thank you so um, much. 100%. Thank you for coming to hang out with us. It's been so much fun. I've really loved it. <laughs> I've loved it. And I can't wait to see you all on Twitter again. Yes. Come hang out with us on Twitter. We will talk crushes and we will talk anti-capitalism. Yes, bring it and glitter. <laughs> and glitter. I want glitter. And that is it for today, crushes. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league, squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. A huge thank thanks to our guest today, Franca. Um, it was just absolutely awesome to have you on. Please be sure to follow her on all the social media platforms. A new Crush of the Week poll will be coming your way this weekend. If you have nominations, send them our way. If you want to share your soccer love story, DM us. We'd love to have you. Make sure you subscribe, rate, etc. Our podcast on all platforms available. And thank you for listening to Soccer, soccer Crush. Nailed it. <laughs>